Welcome on in to the Superintendent Radio Network. I'm Matt Lowell, the managing editor of Golf Course Industry Magazine, and you are listening to episode 29 of Off the Course. This is the podcast where golf course superintendents and other turf pros talk about, quite literally, anything other than their job. My guest today is Chad Allen. He is a regular contributor to the magazine, and since the start of this month, May 2022, he is also the superintendent at the club at Chatham Hills in Westfield, Indiana. Chad and I talk about a trio of turf fantasies come to life. The first is his recent promotion from assistant superintendent. The second is an opportunity he had not too long ago to play a few rounds at Victoria National not too far from Chatham Hills. And the third was a week-long volunteer run at the WGC Dell Technologies match play at Austin Country Club. Chad wrote a column about that experience. It was originally online at www.golfcourseindustry.com, also included in the May issue, which is now online, www.golfcourseindustry.com slash magazine. And should be, because we have our copies in the office now, should be in your maintenance facility, if not now, within the next couple of days. Chad has had a heck of a start to this year, and there's some even bigger news not far off, as you'll find out during our conversation. Before you hear from Chad, a quick word from the sponsor of Off the Course, and that is AquaAid Solutions, the mythical Excalibur. Might just be the most famous fictional sword immortalized in Arthurian legend, and of course, sheathed in stone. It was the sword in the stone. The modern Excalibur is the new next-generation rapid-response soil surfactant from AquaAid Solutions. Excalibur delivers rapid infiltration and consistent dry-down, and it helps your turf achieve both consistent hydration and superior rehydration. All you need is four ounces for every thousand square feet for your initial application early in the growing season, and then an ounce and a half to two ounces every 12 to 14 days, or three to four ounces every 28 to 30 days. And you also need at least an eighth of an inch of water to deliver Excalibur to the soil profile. We've had plenty of rain all across the Midwest and Northeast all spring. We'll see if it continues into the summer. Today looks pretty great. For best results, use Excalibur over a full season program not just when signs and symptoms of water repellency and turf grass stress start to show on the turf. For more information about Excalibur, check out AquaAid Solutions at www.aquaaidsolutions.com, A-Q-U-A-A-I-D, Solutions. You can also find them on Twitter at Solutions, the number four, turf. Solutions for turf. Chad Allen, after the break. My guest again on this episode of Off the Course, a rare return guest, although he is a guest columnist in the magazine now, and we do tend to have columnists on more than once, Matthew Wharton, Brad Klein, Henry DeLosier, Tim Morrigan. He is none of those. He is not in the magazine every month, but he is in often, and every time he writes, it's fantastic. It always hits. 
Chad Allen, he is now the superintendent. The last time he had anything published in the magazine, he was the assistant superintendent at Chatham Hills. First off, congratulations. Hey, Matt. Thank you. It's been quite the whirlwind here the last couple of weeks, but I'm excited you know, to have this opportunity here at Chatham Hills, and, and um, I'm looking forward to getting into the season. Now, the last time you were on, it was August, believe it or not, about nine months ago, and that was on an episode of Beyond the Page. It was Beyond the Page 22, if anybody wants to go into the archives and check that out. We talked then about how you joined the industry in your mid-30s after, I don't even remember, it wasn't a decade, but it was quite a run. As a substance abuse counselor, this is a very different line of work from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, yeah, sir. It, it 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 was it was it was kind of a, a different genre, but I mean, you know, we've talked about it before, and this is a this is a people industry. So I feel like getting that experience working with individuals and gaining a sense of empathy and how to relate to people really transversed over here to the um, turf side of things. And again, that episode, Beyond the Page 22, perfect timing. It dropped on August 18, 2021. If anybody wants to go back into the archives and listen to that, that is a timeless episode, evergreen episode, a lot of great life lessons and really just tips uh, for folks to, to live their lives in that one. Completely different tone and tenor today. We're going to basically talk about three different fantasies come true, all spurred on from your recent column, which ran online and was in the magazine as well, Fantasy Camp for Turf Grass Managers. But before anything else, this first fantasy, as of April 30th, May 1st, I think it was officially May 1st, you tweeted out on April 30th, a picture Uh of a keychain with, Uh looks to be about eight keys, maybe seven keys, eight keys. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of keys. <laughs> you are you are the superintendent now, no longer the assistant yep. superintendent at the club at Chatham yep. Hill. So congratulations, and and you're not quite a month in. How's it feel? It feels great. Um, thank you. It, it it feels great. It's been like I said before. It's been kind of a whirlwind, just kind of going to the other side from the assistant's role to the superintendent's role. But is it, this is this was my dream. This is where I wanted to be. This is why. I, I worked so hard and put in the hours and, and did everything that I need to do to, to get this opportunity. And, and um, I love high expectations. I love challenges. And I think um, I've got plenty of those out here at Chatham. And I'm just grateful for the opportunity to be able to come in and be a part of this culture that David Hardesty had built. He'd been the only superintendent that this place had ever known. He'd been here for uh, the course is six years old, so he's been here since day one from the first bucket being being dug. So when he had said that he was moving on um, to another venture and had said that I would be the next one in line, I, uh, I, I was speechless. I really was. I was just speechless. I was so grateful to have that opportunity. And, you know, I've had nothing but support from – the current staff and from management and from everybody from Twitter to Facebook to our vendors and all of our reps have been nothing but great and supportive. And I'm just, I am, I'm so excited to get 
going to this next chapter of, of my career and to really, you know, get on that other side of things, that administrative side, and, and just provide um, our staff with everything that they need to succeed. Anything surprise you in the first few weeks? Or is it really just you've been there, you've seen how things operate? It's not like you're going into a new club, a new situation. You didn't move anywhere, same place you've been for years. But anything surprise you about uh, removing one word from your job title? You know, I wish I could say that it didn't, but yes. (laughs) Yes, there is an insane amount of emails and paperwork and crisis management um, that goes on with this role that I had, I mean, I thought I knew, but I, I didn't know. I'll just be honest with you. And it has been um, a learning experience for me. I feel like I've got a, a great way of communicating with people and to, to um, getting on their level and, and reading the crowd. Um, but it's that administrative side, the invoicing, the reaching out to people, the member emails that you know I've already I've already I've already realized that I have to make a, a huge effort to get out from behind this desk and to get there on the course because that's where I fell in love with everything. I don't I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose that connection. I want to be able to to stay in that groove as much as I can. I've got great assistants that allowing me to be able to be to be back here and to do the things that we need to do. But just the sheer volume of text, emails, phone calls, yeah, I was, I was taken back by that for sure. You say that, and I'm drafting now in my head presentation slides for you, whether it's at a regional or the national show, something along the lines of things you didn't know when you were going to become a superintendent, managing the paperwork. No. Man, it being, no doubt. being a good communicator, it all ties together. It does. It does. And, and listen, I've had great opportunities, and, and I've had people mentor me along the way. But there's just something different when you get over here on this side of the desk. And it's just, it's just I, I mean, you can be prepared. I feel like you could probably be as prepared, prepared as much as you want, but there's, it's just a different level over here. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I just didn't know. Well, congratulations again. By the time this drops, you'll be a little more than three weeks into that position, still less than a month, so still very new. And look forward to hearing more and more about how you manage and adapt to all that paperwork and communication. And <laughs> It's real. Every time, you, every time you talk with a superintendent, they say it's, it's a lot more business and a lot less turf. I, I get it now. I get. I did. I didn't before. I, I mean, I'm just as guilty as anybody else, just kind of turning a, turning a, an eye to it. But it's real life. <laughs> it's real life. Another recent fantasy come true, and and this is the reason we were originally supposed to record this last week, and and you decided, which is totally fine. You know, you wanted to give yourself completely to this, but you also wanted to give yourself completely to an opportunity that does not come up a lot. You said you're not a great golfer. You were good enough though to play a couple days recently at Victoria National Golf Club, not too far uh, from Chatham Hills. Chatham Hills in Westfield, Victoria National in Newburgh, both in Indiana. And we don't talk about ratings and rankings a lot, but Victoria National, if it's not in the top 100 still, it has been for quite a while. I think it it actually is. It might even be in the top 50 on some of the rankings. 
What, what was that like? Because, again, superintendents, a lot of superintendents don't have a chance to play during the season. Not only did you have the chance to play during the season, but an incredible place. Yeah, it was. It was breathtaking. It really was. It was beyond my wildest dreams as far as the conditions that they provide out there, the topography, the, the bunkering, the level of detail, the, you know, firmness of the greens and the fairways and how green everything was and just there was no houses. There was nothing. It was just golf. And it was it was spectacular. We uh, we had an opportunity to stay in villages there as well. And I mean, the whole from beginning to end, it was amazing. And it was just one of them things that just another one of them things where I was able to mark that off my bucket list um, to be able to go and do and say that I that I was there and I played really bad golf, but I had a really good time. <laughs> Victoria National, of course, the home of the Corn Ferry Tour Championship. And I think it will be through 2027 or 2028 at least. Mm-hmm. I don't watch a lot of televised golf. My editor, Guy Cipriano, you know him, I know him, we love him. Yep. He does. Yep. Whether it was seeing the course on TV compared to seeing it in person, what were some of the, the differences? When you see something on TV and you see it up close, what, what stands out? Whether it's any, any environmental efforts or mm-hmm. turf quality or, or just things that you're looking for since you're on a course every day? It's the size. Okay. Like, just the size of everything. It is it, – it blows my mind just how vast and you don't see, I mean, these greens were just, they were just contoured to perfection. And I mean, there was some, just some amazing slopes and bunkering the faces of the bunkers and, and just how everything kind of tied together with the land landscape. You, you don't get that feel when you see it on TV. You don't, you don't get that kind of tangible experience that you get whenever you're out there and you're and you say, well, I saw this on TV and you get up to it and you're like, Holy Moses. Like that is, <laughs> that is, that is intense. Like that is, that is the real deal. So that backside, I think it started on 14 through 18. Everybody kept saying, you just, just hold on, just hold on. Wait till you get to back there. And we, we played those holes and it was, I mean, every, I take a lot of pictures, every hole I was taking pictures and every day it was different. Now, granted, some of the pictures was because I was so far off in the rough, and it just I was able to snap a good pick over there. But the tees, the scope, the shape, the, the attention to detail—it's something different that you just don't get from TV. Along those lines, seeing the scope, seeing everything up close—is there anything that you were able to in those two days make note of and <laughs> say, maybe I'll I'll try this, maybe I'll take this back to to Chatham Hills? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that's me in a nutshell. So I was taking pictures of some some bunkering, um, some edges, how they they kept their bunkers bunker edges put together, and the the sand on the inside, how they were rolling it and raking it. I was able to uh, poke my head inside the maintenance building, and I was able to notice that they had some um, heights of cut on their mowers, which is a great idea. And when I went out there on the golf course, I saw that they kind of transitioned from the collars to the approaches to the fairways with different heights of cut, which I think is a great idea to keep ball roll up and to um, help with just the overall playability of the course. So I I came back, and I'm 
already told my mechanic we're 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 going to be working on some of them things and i told the guys and i showed them pictures of you know let's get to there let's let's get to that point because chatham is an awesome track it is so good and it is it is wide open and we we can do some of these things not huge things but we can do some of these things that i saw out there and i think it would make an immediate difference for everybody. I mean, we're already out mowing already, and we're already in the bunkers already. These aren't kind of new things. These are these are just new ways of doing things. So, yeah, for sure, I was I was taking notes left and right. That's just that's just how I'm geared. Did you take any time away from your rounds to talk with anybody on their turf grass team, or or was that no? I'm just gonna play while I'm here and, and not have conversations. No, we went we went to the maintenance building, but they were they were all out. Okay. They were gone. We saw, yeah, we we saw them periodically, but I mean, we had the first tea time at eight a.m. on the second day I was there, and I didn't see one single maintenance guy till the end when they were kind of touching up some bunkers. Like they were, they were. I don't know what time they got in there, but I'm assuming they got in there pretty darn early because, I mean, I wasn't the, we weren't the fastest group, but I mean, you typically see someone driving around, and they they had that place on lockdown by you know staying ahead of us the whole time which is was a lot to say about the management team out there the way you'd phrased the first mention of poking your head in the maintenance facility it sounded like there wasn't anybody there so mm-hmm. yeah it was gotcha. it was we stopped by there there was nobody there and um i took it upon myself to just kind of glance around things and take take notes and and uh i'm glad i did because it kind of pointed me in a direction that that i'm gonna head awesome another note-taking experience and and i love first off i love that you go all in both feet full experience into going out and trying to experience and see other courses and then bringing things back to to chatham uh and and i love that you're at a place where you're able to do that not everybody Uh has that uh it is i mean it is a luxury but you wrote a column uh, fantasy camp for turfgrass managers. It ran online originally. You can find it online at www.golfcourseindustry.com, published on April 15th, or uh, online golfcourseindustry.com slash magazine, again, in the May issue, where you took a week and you went down to Austin Country Club. You were on the volunteer crew at the, this is a mouthful, WGC Dell Technologies Match Play. And yep. You, you likened it to fantasy camp. It's not space mm-hmm. camp. It's not baseball fantasy camp. It is golf course maintenance fantasy camp. And mm-hmm. just wanted to give you a chance because I think the column was about 800 words. I get the, the inkling you could have written about three or 4,000 words on that week. <laughs> yeah, there, there's no doubt. It was, it was a game. It was a game changer for me. Like I've, I've, I've been blessed to be able to do a lot of things over this past year or so. But this this right here was golf on another level, turf management on another level. And I told myself before I went that I was going to do everything that I could to be involved in as much as, as possible. And I did. I did. I, I slept four hours a night. <laughs> I I 
I went and I took one nap during, I think it was like on Wednesday, and they were like, you have to go, you have to go sleep a little bit. I'm like, I had the worst case of FOMO because I didn't want to miss anything at all. Like I was, I was there. It was like a puppy dog following his master around. Like it was just like, I, I needed to be involved in all of it because I wanted to know every aspect of what they were doing. So depending on who you ask, it's a good trade, it's a bad trade. But I'd go 100 and 110, if that's possible, percent whenever I'm doing these kinds of things. So when I had the opportunity to do it, I, I pounced on it. What was your process for applying for a position and then being accepted onto the volunteer crew for that week? Sure. Well, I just saw it on Twitter. So Thomas Bastis had posted something about – it was actually for the, um, the Genesis out there at Riviera. And he had posted something, and I think it was in December or January. And, you know, I just kind of reached out, and I said, hey, I'm, I'm interested. But the timing was a little bit off for me and my wife, and, and we were a little bit busy at that time. He said, you know what, I've got another tournament I'm getting ready to go do, and it's, you know, in Austin, Texas. It's the WGC, and if you're interested, you can put an application in. And he sent me an application. I, I, filled, it, I filled it out, and... You know, the rest is history. So pretty easy application process, at least for qualified turf pros. If, if I tried to apply, yeah. they, they'd laugh me out of the room. Yeah. I, I don't know that for sure. I know, <laughs> I, I know. hey, if you're looking for, for a job, which you're not, you can come out here and work for me. But listen, I, I would take you in a second. But I, I don't know the, the vetting process behind that. But I do know that everybody that, was there volunteer wise were some pretty high level high performing people so it was pretty amazing to get that many talented people along with the staff that was already there in there to do what they needed us to do because they they, bobby stringer and his staff out there they they did everything before that we just came in and we just tried to tie a bow around it but they 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 did all the work they're they're the ones that deserve all the praise and and the respect because they they had that that course shining. You mentioned in the story you were on the PGA Tour Competition Agronomy Data Collection Team. Another another mouthful. What is that? Seven words? Eight words? That was led by yeah. Thomas Bastis, who you mentioned a few minutes ago. You took yeah. measurements twice a day. You looked at firmness. You looked at moisture levels. You looked at stint meter readings. Was that the primary responsibility? And what else did you do during that week? So, yeah, no, it started off where my my job was to clean off, blow off uh, teas and green surrounds. So um, this time of year I had no clue. In Texas they have a tree it's called live oaks, and the live oaks were dropping their leaves. So there's just these little leaves everywhere. So I was in charge of running a crew of, I think there was five of us, and every morning we got up and we went out and we started with, we did the front nine, and we started with the uh, practice green, and we just blew the leaves off and made sure it was, um, um, that it was up to standards for the players and for um, Bobby and his crew, and we just went around and just made it through the, through nine holes. I I actually just weaseled my way into to working on to getting a part of the of the the um, agronomy the the competition agronomy. I <laughs> I I I just I you know I just 
started asking questions and started talking to people. And Denver Hart, um, she's the superintendent out at PGA West, the Jack Nicholas course. And then uh, Jason D. Herrera, he's at the Tahoe Mountain Club in Truckee, California. They, they kind of just saw my enthusiasm, and they invited me. Once I got done with my first job, they invited me to come out there and start working with them and, and to see how this thing was done. And Thomas, Thomas was great. I don't know if you've ever met Thomas before, but yeah. he is, he, he is a lot of fun. He really is. And he is very knowledgeable. He was at Cal club before. And he is, if you, if you apply yourself and you, he sees that you're wanting to, to learn stuff, he's going to, he's going to let you and he's going to tell you. So it was, it was just one of them things where I kind of forced my way in there, but I'm glad I did. You also wound up one day inside the ropes, right behind the 18th green, and we don't get to see. I don't. I don't write about it much. You don't get to see it much uh, up close. People finishing around, much less finishing around at the level of a PGA Tour player. To take nothing away from from the membership at Chatham, I'm sure there are some sure. really really good golfers in there, but none of them are are Scotty Scheffler. Who we could say this about more tournaments than not this year. He he won that tournament. That's right. That was, uh, I imagine, a different perspective of a golf course, seeing folks finish their round on an incredibly manicured course, an incredibly maintained course, at a ridiculously high level of play. Yeah, it was, it was something else. Like, I mean, you, you just, you, some of these guys, you just feel like they're, they're just superhuman. The way that they play golf, the way they carry themselves, the way they drive the ball, the way they, they, they come into the green, the way that they putt. And to be that close to these guys and to see, like, there's people walking around, there's people talking, there's, I mean, it's, it's, there's a party going outside the ropes, but these guys are just laser focused. And they, all they're doing is talking to their caddy and thinking about their next shot. And I, I completely respect that. And, you know, I was, I was feet away from Kepka and DeChambeau and Scotty and, like, I'm a, I'm, you know, sitting there and I've got my phone beside me. I'm trying to snap a pick beside, you know, I'm, I'm doing all these, I'm fanboying the whole time. But I mean, when do you, when do you get those opportunities? Right. When does, when does that kind of stuff happen? It, it's very rare. And I, I soaked up every minute of it. I soaked up every minute of it. I was blowing leaves in between groups. And I mean, I don't, I've said it, I said it in my story, but I was getting, ovations like people just cheering me on cheering me and the other guy that was there on for blowing these leads off and you know you demand and we couldn't do it without you and you know i know that they're having a good time but man for me being a turf guy that was that was a rush that was a huge rush um and it and it was you know something that you did i don't go out here on like on, on the golf course out here at chatham and blow off leaves and have you know people start clapping but there at there at ACC, I did, and it, it was something special. And being a being a, a, a turf head and getting that type of recognition, regardless if it was tongue or cheek or not, was really exciting. And it was a, it was a huge rush for me. And and uh, you know, it just felt overall, it just felt surreal to be in that experience. You mentioned earlier in this episode when you went to Victoria National and some of the agronomic things that you'll take back. To Chatham when you were at ACC for a week, whether it was with Thomas, whether it was with Bobby Stringer, 
whether it was with anybody who's on the the day-to-day crew there or other volunteers, what did you pick up during that week that, and again, this was before you took over as superintendent, you were still assistant mm-hmm. superintendent, but what did you learn that week that you said immediately, oh, I could, I could adapt this for everyday use? Sure. I think it, I'm a data-driven guy. That's what I, I, that's what I do. I, I, I collect a lot of data. Um, I try to make sure that the data that I collect is useful because I don't want to be wasting the time because we've, you know, I've only got so much time in the day. But measuring the firmness of the greens was something that I had never seen or done before. So I went out and purchased a firmness measuring device that I'm using on to get some data, some data points, and then I'm checking moisture levels kind of in a different way. I'm, I'm using an average across the greens instead of just kind of hitting a couple spots here and there. I'm using more of an average of where we're at, and I'm st- I'm stimping to I'm stimping for speed. That's that's what it is, but I'm stimping more for smoothness and trueness. Like I'm looking more for you know how the the ball moves left and right and up and down because our greens are are great. They've got movement in them. And if, and if I can keep them true and smooth, the speeds come naturally to them. So I'm using those uh, on a daily level. Um, and I can already see the difference. Um, and I'm hearing the difference from our, from our members about the firmness of the greens and the speeds of the greens and the overall playability of the greens. So it was seeing how they use that on a, and and I and I've got this number that I know from the firmness test what what those greens were at there at ACC and I mean they were phenomenal they were phenomenal so I've got something to bounce my numbers off of as far as well this is what they were doing out there for a you know for professionals so if I can get not anywhere near that because that's unachievable but if I can get somewhere that I feel comfortable with that I know is a, probably a pretty good number. I know the performance of the greens will match. You're doing this daily now. What frequency had you been doing beforehand? Was it a couple times a week, weekly? Whenever I could get around to it. Okay. I mean that's that's what that's what it was. I mean, we didn't we we checked moisture, yeah, but we never checked firmness, and you know we stemped every so often whenever we had member guests and things like that coming up. We wanted to see where we were at, but with, there was not really much consistency going on with it. And now it's on the board every single day. We got to do this every day. Yep. Yep. I I ordered a couple um, new moisture meters that will also help us put um, pin sheets in our members' hands. So we're gonna we're gonna try to you know use those. They work for us as well. So it's it's kind of for us in the in the pro shop to kind of just take it up another level here and and kind of cater to members, but and all members, but you know, the younger generation loves loves technology, and if and if we're able to put a QR code up there at the pro shop and you scan it and it gives you a pin sheet, I mean, that's that's great, and we feel like a, a course of our caliber should have that. You wrote in that column that's online and in the magazine. It's been a year of firsts within the last twelve months. You published your first article. You attended your first Green Start Academy at Pinehurst. You got your first dog, which we didn't even talk about. That's amazing. You volunteered at your first PGA Tour event. Now you've been promoted to superintendent. Mm-hmm. What what what's gonna 
be in the first full year as superintendent? What what is there possibly still to do in the next twelve months? This has been a good good uh, twelve months back past for you. It has, it has. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. It's, it's been, I've been blessed. The foot has been on the gas for over for for twelve months now. I'm building a new house. I mean, oh that, 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 that's something. So we're going to be moving into a house here in the next 30 days. And and my wife, you know, she's opening up her own private practice. That's a first. So we, we're in my, in my household, we just, we, we love accomplishing something and moving it on to the next. So what will be the next first for me? I, I don't know, but I know that, the drive, the love, and the passion that I have for this game and for the members and for just everything that is turf will definitely open up a door that I'm probably not even expecting. So, I mean, I I feel like it's the more you apply yourself, and I said this as well, the, the more things you're going to get out of it. So what's going to be the next first? I don't know, but I'm, I know it's going to be I'll, – I'll dive into it head first and, and – and I'll give it everything that I got, and we'll shut that door, and we'll go on to another one. It's exciting, and, and the not knowing and the anticipation is a real motivator for me. So we'll uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, but I feel like I did pretty good the last 12 months, so maybe I should go down to about 80 miles an hour for a little bit. I am a big believer in spreading out major life events, namely babies, <laughs> New jobs, yeah. moving, yeah. those those sorts of things. But I mean, the fact that you both are going to start new, higher pressure positions, and you're going to be moving yeah. into a house. Those three alone, I'm like, oh my gosh, good luck. I, I know you'll handle it well, but <laughs> good luck the next few months. I mean that completely. Yeah, no, no, I I, I understand. We we definitely feel that pressure, but. Um, my wife's just like me, or maybe I'm just like her. Like we thrive the best when the stakes are the highest. So we're we're grateful for the opportunities, and and we know that it's going to be a lot. But you know we're ready for the we're ready for that that challenge. Well, Chad Allen is the superintendent at the club <laughs> at, at Chatham Hills in Indiana. A return guest. We're going to have you on again at some point, maybe in, I don't know, end of 22, start of 23. We'll have you back at some point, see how everything's going, because you have absolutely nothing going on in your life right now. No, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty, the calendar's wide open. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> we are wide open. But, hey, you can call me the superintendent at Chatham Hills as much as you want. I like the sound of it. My thanks again to Chad Allen for sharing so many turf fantasies come to life. My thanks to Aqua Aid Solutions for sponsoring Off the Course. And my thanks to all of you for listening to all the podcasts on the Superintendent Radio Network. Beyond the Page, Greens with Envy, Off the Course, and Tartan Talks drop on Tuesdays. Real Turf Techs with Trent Manning drops on the third Wednesday of the month. And Wonderful Women of Golf with Rick Wolfel drops on the first Thursday of the month. As mentioned at the top of the episode, our May issue is online now. It is packed with stories by Editor-in-Chief Guy Cipriano and me about Chicagoland nine-holers. There's a great feature in there by Lee Carr about superintendent inventors, Rick Wolfel on pine needles as the U.S. Women's Open nears, and so, so much more. You can check it out online at www.golfcourseindustry.com slash magazine. 
You should be getting it in the mail, the actual physical snail mail, if you haven't already received it. You can also read more industry news and notes in our fast and firm newsletter. That's delivered every Tuesday to your inbox. You can sign up online at www.golfcourseindustry.com. Golf Course Industry is produced by the aforementioned Guy Cipriano and me, Matt Lowell. Our columnists, I love them, Terry Buchan, Henry Delosier, Bradley S. Klein, Tim Morgan, and America's Greenkeeper, Matthew Wharton. We have a crew of fantastic regular contributors too. Tyler Bloom, Trent Bouts, Lee Carr, Ron Furlong, Trent Manning, Judd Spicer, John Torsiello, Anthony Williams, and Rick Wolfel. Our summer intern started this week. Ah, I'm so excited. I imagine you'll be hearing from Cassidy before much longer. Our publisher is Dave Zai. Russ Warner handles sales. Whew, you should see those two play foosball. Jim Blaney designs the magazine. Caitlin Sellers makes sure everything goes where it should. Christina Warner makes sure you all receive the magazine. Kelly Antle makes sure we all get paid. She was cleaning out the cabinets in the kitchen day. She does everything. Amanda Cafardi handles production. Irene Sweeney does more than anybody here can keep straight. Ryan Jacobs, Anna Kolar, Cody Minnick, Tom Ballman, Brock Andrada, and Patrick Briand are our IT team. Our president is Chris Foster. Above all else, we could not do what we do without all of you. Thank you so much for listening. As well.